Well, the way they pick TV shows is they make one show. That show's called a pilot. Then they show that one show to the people who pick shows. And on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television programs. Some don't. Come nothing. Hello, and welcome to the fifth episode of the Pilot Season podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jen. And this is the show where we watch the pilot episode of a show and come here to discuss it. This week was my pick, and I chose the Netflix original series Orange is the New Black. Uh, This is... We've only this is only our fifth episode, so it's only you know we've got a lot of history. But this is our first Netflix show. Um, Netflix, in their short history of doing original programming, has you know produced some pretty good uh, some pretty good shows overall. Um, I know we're we've watched um, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. We've watched uh, Master of None together, and then I've watched. Um, House of Cards and the Marvel shows, which are you know Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Those are you know the more of the hour-long dramas. But um, so th- this is like I said, this is the first uh, Netflix show that we watched together. That's that's more of the category of the you know the hour-long drama. Um, and um, I picked it because it's just a show that I've. I've heard a lot about. Um, I guess if we're if we're just jumping into what our you know individual histories or um, are with the shows that we watch as we usually do, um, it's just a show that I've heard a lot about, and it's I, I think it's gotten a lot of um, acclaim, both by you know uh, viewers and critics, and I don't know, just something I was interested in, so I I picked it. Um, do you have any, any pr- you know, prior, anything prior with this show? Not really, just, um, I know that there's a lot of buzz about it. I know, um, so of some people who watch the show, um, and it seems to be kind of popular, so, you know, when you suggested it, I thought, well, you know, probably a a good choice, um, you know, because there's so many people kind of talking about it, and I was interested to see, um, you know, what it was all about, because there were so many people um, who I know or know of who seemed to really like the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll say off the bat that I, I think it's it, its popularity, I think, is is a credit to the you know the writing and I'm going to guess the acting we've only watched one episode but there really are no going into it from the first episode there are no um big stars to that this show could ever like hang its hat on there's right. no um there's just no one big mm-hmm. that you know they could come out and say orange is the new black starring Sarah Jessica Parker, or Jennifer Aniston, or 
whoever. Right. Um, I mean, there were some actors in the first episode that I recognized, but again, I, everyone in this is kind of just a a character actor up up to this point. As far mm-hmm. I mean, the the lead actress, I've as far as I know, I've never seen her in anything before. I have not. Um, and that is, uh, what's her name? Uh, Taylor Schilling is is uh, is the lead. She plays Piper Chapman, and um, and I, I think I did hear this, but this show is based on a book, which is based on a true story. The Piper Chapman is based on a real woman who went through this situation and wrote a book about it. And there was option for this for the for a television show. I didn't know that until today. Um, in the credits, it did say that it was based on a book, and the author's name is Piper something. So um, yeah, I think it's Piper Kerman. Um, it was in the trivia. I know that. But so uh, the the story the, uh, the the basic story is um, Piper Chapman, who is a like a New York. Um, socialite let's say like a you know maybe not like uber rich but kind of like a trendy it sounds like um from what i i caught she um was i had like a small like an online business selling some sort of um hip uh was it like a lotion or something? yeah lotion or something scent some or something. yeah candle i don't know but um she sentenced to 15 months in a women's prison after being con- convicted of a ten-year-old crime of transporting uh, drug money one time for a former lover, and that's that's where it, it pretty much opens um, in the prison. She's already the, the the first episode jumps back and forth a lot. Yeah. Between the the present day it, with her in prison and. Um, Events and things that led up to this point. Um, how did you how did you feel about all the flashback storytelling? Because I, I I have a note about it, but I wanted to see what. Um, honestly, I was getting annoyed. Um, it it just felt so slow in the beginning. Um, some parts, uh, you know you realize this woman is going to jail and then you realize it's a crime that's 10 years old and so you have to wonder well gee whiz what happened that after 10 years you know now this crime has caught up with her and I'm watching and I'm watching and I did find myself growing frustrated that I wanted an answer and I felt like we were getting nowhere Um, the flashbacks I would say they were relevant and they were important because at the end of the episode, I understood. But, like, there was just something about how they constructed the flashbacks. I'm not really sure how, yeah. to, how, to, how to state this, but I found myself just getting frustrated that it was taking so long to just, you know, seriously, what happened that she's going to jail ten years later? Yeah. Well, I think the problem with... You know, using flashbacks as a storytelling device is something that is used quite often. 
but in this case, I felt like it is you know flashbacks should should supplement the present story. It, it shouldn't jump it back and forth so much because it breaks up the narrative, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's hard to get traction in the present when every five minutes it's jumping back to the past. So, yeah, it did feel a little jarring sometimes when it would, you know, we only got about five minutes in the very beginning when she was in prison, and then it, you know, it it jumped back to the past, then it jumped back to the, it it just, it was just too much. They they needed to, um, I don't know, maybe use, you know, tell, instead of showing, you know, everything in a flashback, maybe tell a little more. You know. Yeah, or or weave the pieces together differently. You know, I'm yeah. I'm not a writer or a producer, so I'm not really sure how to say it would have been better if. However, I I just didn't really like the way it was done, and I found myself. So you, so we start off in present day. We have these flashbacks to ten years prior, so that we're understanding the situation she was in when she committed this crime. But we also had flashbacks that were only, I don't know, a week or a month prior, you know, leading up to her going to prison. The night before prison, spending time with her friends, there was then a flashback with where they had to, she and her husband were explaining the situation to her parents. And there were one or two times where I, I kind of had to say to myself, Okay, where are we? Okay, here's what's happening. Yeah. Okay, I got it now. Because we were jumping not just between the present and 10 years ago, but the present 10 years ago and I don't know, a month ago or right. something. Yeah, you're right. There were there were different timelines that they that they messed with um and and jumped to. And yeah, I, I think that just kind of messed with the overall flow of of the story. Um all that being said, Taken as a whole, I I mostly enjoyed this first episode, not because of the lead. I really don't, di- or I should say, I, I I didn't like her in this episode. I, I I feel like maybe if I were to keep watching, maybe she would be a character I would like. As it is, as a gateway character into this world of you know women's prison. She was very, she, she, just frustrating because it was like she she did all the typical things that you would expect a a well-to-do white woman to do, and it just got very. It, 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 you just wanted to scream like, just stop and think before you say anything or before you do anything. Just like or stop staring at people. Just keep your head down and keep walking. I don't know <laughs> the first thing about prison. Not a thing. And that's what we're supposed to gather about her. She, you know, she's she's a white collar, you know, just average person who's getting thrown into this situation. And you know, we're seeing uh, prison through her eyes, if you will. But yeah, I, I got frustrated at a couple different incidents where I kind of thought to myself, "Come on, girl, that's like a no-brainer. You don't you don't say that. You don't do that." I don't know the first thing about prison. I didn't read about prison like she mentioned several times that she read about mm. what it would be like to go to prison or something. 
and I could tell you, you just don't do some of those things. So it seemed, I don't know, was it just too much or to, I don't know. But that was another aspect yeah. that was frustrating for me. And I'm sure a lot of it was played up to give us that fish out of water element. But again, I think it doesn't have to be prison. I think we've all been in a situation where you've been the new person, whether it's in school, at work, on whatever. You just know you you don't open your mouth until you know a thing or two. Right. And prison especially. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be the ultimate the the most messed up social situation ever because everything in the outside world does not matter. Right. It's it's a completely different social structure inside a prison. Anything that matters outside means dick inside Mm -hmm. um and again it it doesn't you know you don't have to be uh you don't have to have a degree in uh criminal justice to know this it's i think it's just common sense i mean again like i said you know if it's your first day uh you know at a new job you're not going to open your mouth and start hey man the boss is a real asshole huh (laughs) you just don't like you you get (laughs) A feel yeah. for your surroundings and who's cool yeah. and who you can talk like, to. And man, this cafeteria food really sucks, right? You know. It's yeah. Like, yeah. You you don't open your mouth until you know the score. And I mean, heck, I mean, there are some. You know, if, depending on what neighborhood you're in, you don't make eye contact. You you keep your head down. You keep walking. You know. You just in this day and age, you just keep to yourself sometimes when you don't know what's going on. If you're not in a familiar situation, and she's definitely not in a familiar situation. Right. So, yeah, so, so, so those, you know, those were fr- some frustrations that uh, obviously we, we both had <laughs> with, um, with her, with the main character. Um, I thought the, uh, the other characters I thought were, I, I think actually everybody was just, to me, infinitely more interesting than the main character. Um, yes. Every, yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was just, uh, with the exception of you know, Jason Biggs. <laughs> Jason Biggs plays the the fiance plays Piper Chapman's fiance. Oh, I said husband fiance. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> Jason Biggs is is Jason Biggs. He'll always be Jason Biggs. He'll always be the, you know, American Pie. He still looks the same. Like yeah, almost twenty years later since American Pie came out. Um, he's he was fine. He didn't really add anything to this episode. I don't know how much more he's in the show. Um, but I don't know. He's he's kind of. I mean, like I say, he's he's just white bread. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's he's he was there to you know try to support her as she made the transition into prison and perhaps we will see him in in later episodes yeah. because she's still transitioning but um he definitely does not play a major role and i think he's uh his name was in the credits only because he's one of the only actors that any of us would have recognized from anything else you know he's the, right. probably the biggest star although he's not the star right well and and you mentioned um and I, I didn't recognize her at first because she looked so different. But uh, Laura Prepon, is that how you say her name? From that seventy show. I'm honestly show? not sure, but yeah. Basically, she was the redhead girl, redheaded girl from that seventy show, a show that I never watched. I never watched it either. I never watched one episode, but 
she is uh, in this. She plays Piper's ex-lover, who is the the drug dealer. And you come to find out that she and Piper, uh, ten years previous, were engaged in a, a romantic lesbian relationship, and um, because she thought she was in love, she agreed to to cart this money internationally for her. It was like $50,000 or something like that. So um, I didn't recognize her at all. Um, she has, she's aged, but I think she's aged well. And she's got yeah, I think dark hair. She still, pretty much to me, she looked the same. I think why she looked a little different is that she was wearing glasses in yeah. most of the scenes. She was wearing glasses, right. Um, but her face still looks the same. She still has the long hair. Um, yeah, and although I never watched that 70s show, I recognized her because that's the only other thing that I know of her being in, you know. Mm -hmm. There were um, two more actors that I recognized. The uh, the other most, I guess, next famous actress would have been um, the woman who played uh, Red, the, the chef. Uh, that's Kate Mulgrew, who played Captain Catherine Janeway on Star Trek Voyager. Um, I know you are intimately That is why I did not recognize her as a famous person. Um, yeah, um, Kate Mulgrew, she's, she's an accomplished actress. She's been in a lot of things. Like I said, her, probably her, her biggest defining role was, you know, she was Captain Janeway in Star Trek Voyager. My least favorite Star Trek show. I'll just put that out there right now. Put it there. out there. I'll put it yeah. out there. Um, she was my that was my least favorite show, and she is my least favorite captain. Uh, we will never. I promise you, we will never ever talk about Star Trek Voyager. I'm good. We may talk about another Star Trek show at some point. Okay. It will never be Voyager. <laughs> uh, it's the worst. Uh, anyways, she she was another one I recognize, and I so I'm I'm interested to see her in this role because again my my biggest exposure to her was in a, a Starfleet uniform you know um, the other uh, actually well I, I, I'm sorry there's two other actors I recognize the they were both men um, and they were both in the prison the first one was the the, the uh, guard who was having trouble taking Piper's picture with the big mustache yeah I didn't know him well, uh, his name is Pablo Schreiber, half-brother of Liev Schreiber. A little bit of interesting oh, trivia there okay. for you. Pablo Schreiber had a, had a role in a short-lived show on FX called Lights Out, which uh, is a show that I loved. It only lasted one season, never really gained any traction or footing, obviously, because you probably have never heard of it. Never heard of it. Or Pablo Schreiber. Uh, but he had he was one of the main characters on this. Uh, it was like a boxing drama. Um, it's really good. And and then um, the I don't I I don't know if he was the warden. I don't know who he was, but he was like the older. Um, uh, I don't want to call him a guard because I felt like he was more than a guard. But the guy that was talking to Piper in his office and he was like really nice. The one to who said you don't have to do lesbian acts. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of like it was almost like he was he, he really had this nice father figure. Yeah, I was gonna say he was very dad like, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, he's helping her out. Okay. What's funny is he, 
I don't know his name. He's one of those character actors, and he usually plays just a big douchebag. And he usually plays a douchebag cop, and that's where I know him from. He was on... Uh, he had a recurring role on NYPD Blue for maybe the first one, one to three seasons as this scumbag cop. And that's how I know him from, or where I know him from. So it was a it, seeing him as this kind of like fatherly figure, you know, giving Piper advice and being just a nice guy. I kept waiting for the shoe to drop. I'm like, oh, when's he gonna do? When's he gonna like make a, you know, make a play for her? When's he gonna try and grope her or force yeah. himself on her? Um, and who knows? That may that may be yet to come. That that was another note I had in here is that um, in this first episode. I wouldn't, but and I, I wouldn't say this is a negative. I think this is more of something that you would discover as the show goes on. But like, who does Piper come to trust? You know, you you can't tell from this first episode who's going to be a decent human being and who's going to turn on her. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, uh, you know, right off the bat on the first episode. You know, there are some people that are nice to her, both um, authorities and inmates. And there are some people that are not nice to her, both authorities and inmates. I mean, she basically, from the first episode, makes an enemy of the of Red, who, who Kate Mulgrew, who runs the kitchen. Um, and she serves her up, in the, at the end of the episode, a truly horrific breakfast <laughs> that I won't even go into. Oh, I'll say it. Oh, you can say it. That's a used tampon mm-hmm. on an English muffin. Yeah. 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 You're not going to see that at McDonald's. Let's that, hope not. No. We're not going back Although, to that I don't one. know. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw that at a McDonald's. I mean, it could happen. Y- yeah. Stranger things have happened. Um, and then, I don't even know what to think with the final reveal of the episode, where, you f- where she sees uh, Laura Prepon... I and at first I almost thought that was like her imagination. I but, did too. The but the, way it happened so fast, everything happened. Basically, she kind of has a panic attack in the because of the tampon. And yeah. who wouldn't? Okay, we're going to give her that one. Yeah, it's just been it, this is she hasn't even been in there twenty four hours, and she, towards the end of the episode, she has this kind of panic attack. She runs outside to try and get some air, and between her panicking. And the music playing, and the way things and were the filmed, ca- like the camera angle. Yeah, and then it started at her feet, and like yeah, you went see up, someone walking a, towards her. Yeah, and it almost seemed a little fuzzy or something. That's why like, I thought she was imagining it or having like a daydream flashback, yeah. or whatever. But she wasn't. Right, and then you see, and then Laura Prepon is there right in front of her, and says something like, "I, I get something like, is this?" A, not a good time, or is this a good time to say hi? Or right. So she, so her ex-lover, that got her, that you know, basically ratted her out to get her into prison in the first place, is in the prison with her. So I thought that was interesting, but again, the way they introduced her, it just, it was like within three seconds you saw her, and then the episode was over. It was like boom, mm-hmm. and maybe it was shot that way to also give you that feeling of anxiety and like oh my god what's happening mm-hmm. um, so I could kind of see both sides of it 
it still wasn't great. I mean, that wouldn't have been my choice. But uh, I think it's interesting that she's in there with her. Um, I mean, I, I didn't see that coming. I didn't expect that at all. But I can kind of see it just provides them with that much more material, you know, to put this person who really horrifically impacted our main character's life to put her right there in Mm -hmm. prison with her. So, you know, I could see why they did that. Um, I just didn't see it coming. Nope. I didn't either. Um. I do want to mention one other person who I recognized. I thought for sure you would mention one of Piper's roommates is the American oh. Pie girl. I cannot think of her, um, uh, the actress's name or Natasha. the character name. Yeah, Natasha. She played like her uh, her character uh, in American Pie was very much Natasha like, Lyonne. Just like kind of, I don't know, rebel against the mainstream, like not part of the you know the popular yeah. crowd and whatever. So when I saw her, I was like, I, I kind of liked her from... I, I forgot all about her. I The first thing I ever saw her in was, uh, it was even before American Pie, she was in this movie called uh, The Slums of Beverly Hills. And uh, that was a cute movie. Uh, I think that was her first movie. But yeah, I forgot all about her. And she, she really, I mean... Rightfully so, because of her character. She looked a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, but she's she's a she's a good actress. I, yeah. I, I think you know. I was kind of like, oh, okay, that's that's cool to see her in this. And and so I think that kind of goes into the other point that I wanted to make. While not really impressed with the main character, I don't know if it's just how she was written or that's just this particular episode or it's the actress I'm just really not sure about her but there really was some decent acting beyond her like you said many of the other characters were in fact more interesting than mm-hmm. the main character um, well, just the roommates um, yeah. even though they played very small roles you know you kind of like you look at this lady who's like 60 and you're like shit what are you doing in prison? You know. Yeah, it's not all um, like you know, thirty-year-old um, you know Latinos and lesbians. It's right. there's old women in this prison. Right. And the yoga instructor, Yoga Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, also, not not very young. Although I think, and oh, she's a she's somebody we know. She was Nurse Jackie. Oh, I. I, I thought that looked like her, but I don't think that's her. You don't think that's her? No. Um, she. I really thought no. she was... It says her name is Constance Shulman. God, she really looked like that lady that played um, yeah, Nurse Jackie. Yeah, Edie Falco. She, she does, yeah, I thought that too. I thought, oh my God, that looks like oh, Edie Falco. Oh, that's Edie Falco. And I thought, oh my God, they really made her look like crap. Like, they <laughs> really made her look like beaten yeah. down. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, these, you know... it. Going forward, it would be interesting because, you know, again, they're in a woman's prison. That they're not in, you know, this isn't Sex in the City where everyone is fabulous. They're in a women's prison, and I, and I think, um, you know, also part of the 
my interest in this show is, you know, I, I've seen a lot of prison movies, um, and some prison TV shows, I guess, they're not a ton, but they always focus on male inmates. You hardly ever see, you know, there, I don't think there are any uh, female prison shows or movies that aren't just completely, like, exploitative. Well, I, I think that's maybe uh, partially why the show is so popular, because you're seeing a very different perspective of prison. Like you said, we don't we don't often see the the women's prison, and you're seeing everything that comes with that, how women interact with each other, and that I think that's it's fresh. I mean, it's it's not mm-hmm. like any show or movie we've really ever seen before, and I suspect that that you know is part of why it's it's you know pretty popular. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's gone. I think it just finished up its fourth season um, this summer, and according to IMDb, they've got it. I, you know, they've got seven seasons listed, so I guess they've signed up for that many. Um, you know, the the uh, it was the show was created by um, oh, I forget her name, Genji. Um, it was it was the person that did Weeds. Oh, Genji Kohan. And um, I don't know if you ever watched Weeds. No. I really liked Weeds for a long time. Probably at least the first three or four seasons. Probably the first three seasons were really solid. Then it started to kind of just, it kind of leveled off. And then for me, it started going downhill. But... But overall, Weeds was a solid show with a solid cast, and that was also created by Genji Kohan. So that I, I have some confidence that, and again, because it's already gone four seasons and it's got such a huge following, that it's probably you know, and from everything I've heard, it, it sounds like it's a pretty solid show. Um, I would actually keep watching this show uh, again because not so much for the main character, because I find her completely uninteresting and frustrating, but just the, to see the other characters and to see this, you know, a show taking place in this environment, and they don't, I mean, this is Netflix, so they can swear, they can show violence, they can show nudity, they can show graphic things like a used tampon and an egg McMuffin, Um, so they're not going to hold back. I mean, from the first five minutes of this episode, they didn't hold back. You know, there was, you know, some some nudity and some, you know, implied some sex, some like, you know, lesbian sex going on, and um, and again, I it didn't feel like they were. It, it didn't feel like trashy to me. It was it was what it was. You know, it wasn't like titillating. It just, you know. I mean, you're in a women's prison, there, and there's a shower scene, and and the showers looked awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, I mean, they really, you know, I think go the extra mile to make it look as, I mean, as you know, you would hope they would make it look as authentic as possible. So, you know, it, it's it's, um, yeah, I like I said, I, I I would probably keep watching this show. I'm really not sure that I could. Um, 
it's really hard for me to say that I want to keep watching a show when there's so many other good shows out there. You know, this particular show, I couldn't, it was really, it was very frustrating, like we already said, not to repeat, but just this character, damn, is she annoying. (laughs) And that whole, all the flashbacks and just, you know. So the only thing that's kind of like got me hanging on is most of the other characters, I do find there to be something interesting about them. Mm Mm-hmm. And the fact that it is different than anything else, pretty much, that's ever really been on TV. Yeah. But the frustrations that I had in the beginning and just my dislike for this character, I think has kind of done me in. Like, if if there were less options out there, I'd probably say, let's keep going with this show. But there's like a million mm-hmm. other shows out there that I want to watch. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I probably wouldn't continue with the show. And I and, and I I totally get that. I I think my only if if I were if I were to play devil's advocate, I would say that subsequent episodes might be better because a I don't think they're going to continue to rely on flashback storytelling because from this point forward she's in prison. Right. There's no need to do any more of the how did we get here type of gimmick. Um B I would be interested to see how she starts to change and how she starts to adapt to her environment because I think that has to happen. Um in order for her to survive. I mean, she seems, I mean, her um you know her her goofiness aside, and you know, uh, saying the wrong things at the wrong time. I have a feeling that she's actually, you know, she, she does have a brain somewhere. She just has to find it. And and the um, the counselor, he even said at one point, like she goes to visit her prison counselor to make a phone call to her fiance, and he even says, "Your mind's not here yet." You know, he says, you're not, like, you know, you're still acclimating. So, part of the reason I would still want to watch this show, like I said, would be to to see how she changes and how, what she has to do to survive in this environment. Because they, they said it, it was said to, uh, by two different characters to her that um, this time she's, she's spending there, she's spending 15 months there, which... You know, it doesn't sound like a long time, but when you're in prison, I'm sure it's an eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's told by two different people, this is only temporary. So, you know, it, it's kind of like implied, like, do what you have to do to, you know, to get to to do your time. And then when you're done, just wipe it away. You know, it never happened type of thing. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so that, again, that's, that would be, you know, part of the reason why I would want to continue, but I guess if I do, I'll be doing it solo, (laughs) but that's okay. You know, we, we each have shows that I think we watch, well, I don't know, do you watch anything by yourself? I am eagerly 
waiting for Fuller House Season 2. Thank you very much. There you go. All right. So, yeah, that is one that we will never watch together. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, maybe if it picked up in a few episodes or something, but I, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how many episodes I could give and and feel this way. Mm-hmm. So I, you can't really answer that. We don't know unless I actually sit down and watch yeah. some more no, and episodes. There, and, no, and, and that's that's a fair assessment because there are some shows that that do take you know that sometimes shows don't find their footing you know um, right away. I mean, there are some shows I've watched that didn't really find its personality until almost like the second season. So. Um, I don't, I don't have any. I don't have any other notes. We pretty much went through everything. Oh, although I had one funny, one funny note where one of the flashbacks where she and Jason Biggs are uh, on the beach. She knows. I, I think at this point, yeah, she she still knows she's going to. You know, she's getting ready to surrender herself. So I guess they go to the beach. He proposes to her, and she's saying stuff like. You know, I'm gonna use my time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, learn how to craft. And I'm, gonna I'm gonna get ripped. I'm gonna get ripped. Yeah, she said I'm gonna get ripped. I'm like, you're already like a size two. Honey, the wind gonna blow you away at this beach. I mean, okay. I, and I, I understand. Like, look, I'm not a woman. I can't imagine. Begin to imagine what women go through on a daily basis as far as, you know, body image and body shaming and all that stuff. And it's it's awful. But how could this woman not, you know, like look at herself in the mirror and say, "Oh, I've got to get ripped." Like, oh, she was basically calling herself fat. Yeah. She's like, put the camera away. Yeah. She's like, yeah. She, she she's like, I'm, I'm I'm stress eating. I'm like, stress eating what? You ate two like, Fritos today. <laughs> you can relax. You're good. So yeah, I thought that was just like you didn't have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna believe that you need to get ripped. You know, if anything, honey, you need to eat a sandwich. Right. You know? Maybe a tampon sandwich. Oh. <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself. Well, on that note, um, <laughs> uh, do you have anything to add or any final thoughts? Um, not really. Like, my main takeaway was just that the main character was not interesting and the other characters had a lot of potential. So, you know, if we find ourselves wanting to come back, like for me, that would be the reason that I come back because I see so much potential. I see a lot of good acting. Mm-hmm. Um, just not in her. Just not in her, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, just not, yeah. I, and, and you're right, probably as the story progresses, the longer she's in prison, she's going to build relationships. She's going to probably make some enemies. Like, well, she already has. Um, but, you know... I think that's what will make the interesting story. You know, you're right. How she got there, eh, maybe not the most interesting or, you know, maybe they didn't pick the best way to tell that piece of the tale. But, Mm -hmm. you know, my biggest takeaway was the other characters got it going on, not so much the main character. And and I would say as... um as maybe like a, a further way to entice to maybe try 
uh, at some point, like I said, if, if you know if we ever come back around to it, uh, because it's Netflix, the seasons are only thirteen episodes. They're like half seasons. Right. And um, yeah, so there's there's definitely significantly less to watch than you would have to in a full like a like a regular TV network season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that. And whenever they do put out the seasons, you know they tend to it's they put it all you know put it all out at once. They just dump the entire season on you at one time. Which, um, which is cool, but also um, sometimes stressful because, uh, just in general, people tend, to, you know, people will tend to binge watch seasons and then want to talk about it immediately or put stuff online. Um, it was that way for me with um, with the, with Daredevil, uh, a show I I love deeply, but you know I'm not going to sit there and watch 13 hours of a show in one weekend. As much as I would might like to, it's impossible. It's like you just can't do it and still have a normal life. But then you have to watch, you know, being on social media because people will, you know, uh, will spoil things or articles will spoil things or. So, I would yeah. just say if you're if you're at all interested in this show, you know, just be careful with social media because, you know. Well, I guess it's with any show, but any popular show, I would say. I mean, if you're going to watch Barney Miller, don't worry about it. No one's, you know, <laughs> no one's live tweeting Barney Miller. But, uh, you know, keep an eye out on those those Netflix shows that are popular. So, um, okay. Well, I guess that's about it. Yeah. That wraps it up. The next show is my pick, but honestly. I haven't put any thought into it, so I guess I need to get working on okay. that. Well, you got a week. Okay. So, okay, so the the next pick is uh, TBD. That's not the name of the show. That means to be determined, just in case you were wondering. TBD? What is that show? <laughs> Can't wait to watch it. It's going to be great. Alright, so this has been the fifth episode of Pilot Season Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jen. And we'll see you next time. Bye.